This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans. For Palace fans. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast, Episode 11. I'm your host, Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk, and we return from the international break with more pep in our step than Ruben Loftus-Cheek after starring for England. The fact that we have more pep in our step is probably because Ruben Loftus-Cheek is injured, but that's neither here nor there. For the third show running, I am joined by Nick Philpott and Albert Curley, and we have the regular stuff as we build you up to the visit of relegation rivals, Everton to Sellers Park. But for all of that, remember to head over to holradio.net forward slash subscribe to ensure that you never miss another whole radio podcast. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Albert, three weeks running. What's going on, mate? Do you need, do you need to tell us something? Do I, do I get to keep the match ball? <laughs> well... One person who gets to keep the match ball is there is Mila Yednak, I think. But um, before that, let's introduce Mr. Philpot. You're, you're always here. I'm always here, you're, mate. You're like a bad smell. You just linger around. I just keep turning up for you, mate, every week. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mila Yednak, we'll start with that. Scoring a hat-trick today? I mean, I think they're trying to give the first one as an own goal. But could you imagine being the referee trying to tell Mila Yednak, yeah, that's an own goal? That, yeah, no, don't even bother. <laughs> dubious goals panel it'll be just going down there and um it'll go in there trying to claim one goal and come out having a hundred goals to his name <laughs> um and obviously also on the international stage this week loftus cheek um played very very well especially against germany um did he review to watch that nick did you watch it no i've seen, I've seen the highlights of it um he did a, he, he put himself on the international stage with that first performance the knee is uh from what I can gather, he was absolutely outstanding. Mm, he was excellent. I mean, 96 pass percentage uh, against the Germans, uh, strolling around the field like he had all the time in the world. Worries me. What does worry me slightly that obviously come the end of the season, when his loan period's up, um, a performance like that, you've got less chance of keeping him at Sellers Park. He'll go back I, to I, I, don't, I don't think that was ever on the cards anyway. Um, ever. Did you say he was strolling around the pitch like he had... 
the whole thing to himself because that's that's exactly what he did at Bristol City, and I don't remember being so impressed <laughs> then. Um, yeah, he was strolling around like a specific five square meter area of the Bristol City pitch. It's a little bit different to what he was doing at Wembley, but um, you know that's his problem, and that's what he's going to have to sort out in his career's consistency. So, um, but I don't think he's ever going to be with us past the end of this season. Maybe one more season, depending on what happens with Chelsea and so on. But especially you know, if his dad keeps piping up. Yeah, well, <laughs> he certainly won't be playing for Mourinho again, will he? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, good performances on the international stage there. But um, Wayne Hennessy, meanwhile, uh, chocolate wrists as usual against France, and then they can't beat Panama. <laughs> I mean, you must have some sort of joke about a Panama Canal there. New. <laughs> New. <laughs> and... Um, I don't know if either of you two have seen the uh, Roy Hodgson interview in the Evening Standards today. He's been um, very, very open and candid about uh, what he's expecting to do over the last couple of months. Um, firstly, it's a very good nod to the fans, calling us supporters rather than fans, saying fans jump on bandwagons and desert you when times are hard. So he's obviously saying that we're not like that. Um, <laughs> but he said that we're used to going through hard times as Palace fans. I watched Palace lose many more games than I saw them win in the late 50s and early 60s. And this fellow who used to stand behind my dad and me would shout at the top of his voice, this is the last time I come here and watch this <laughs> But that's what a supporter was. He didn't bugger off to Chelsea or hop over to Fulham. He was always back the next week, stood in the same place. <laughs> Which was a nice little nod there to his time at Sellers. And then um, he's just talking about mainly... Uh, signings and saying that you know we don't need we don't need centre backs we don't need competition for Kabay or Luca what we need is um someone to play up front and he's not talking about signing someone like Benteke either he's talking about someone who would complement Christian Benteke so um and a goalkeeper I hope and a and a goalkeeper is also I've always been very complimentary about Christian Benteke yeah <laughs> but you couldn't probably play against and alongside him in a 4-4-2 no, I'm more of a four-three-three, out wide kind of guy. <laughs> Whipping in crosses. Wide being the. Four-four-two uh, <laughs> oh, is just your measurements, I see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, he's put a little bit of pressure on the article as well on Parish about whether he gets the money or not, and said, you know, Parish cares about the club deeply. So. Um, Whilst I didn't see the uh, standard interview, he did. It. There was a broadcast on one of the. Uh, London News this evening and he it was Hodgson again and he was basically echoing that so I think it's probably taken from the same story that he was saying that actually do you know what we've got a very good squad uh, and a very full squad so we don't need that many bodies in mm. I'd like to sit down and have that conversation with him if I'm honest well he did, he did say that you know he, he mainly focused on the strikers and he's saying we've got one striker who's close to fitness. We've got another striker who's a little bit far away. But then if you look at Newcastle, they have four strikers. So we need to pad out our front line anyway, regardless of whether Benteke and Wickham are both fit. We still need extra bodies up there. And um, and it's the same situation in goal. We've got three goal, two goalkeepers and every other team has three, you know? So yeah, it, only, it only takes a bad weekend where both your goalkeepers get injured and... You know, we've got to have get get Clint Hill back and play him in goal. 
Yeah, but tell, I think it runs deeper than that because we've got quite a lot of deadwood in the squad. Your Jordan Mutchies, your Chong Young Lees, even you could argue Joel Ward. These guys are getting to the point where they need replacing as well. So it's not just the up top and at the back or the goalkeeper that he's replacing. I think I think we're getting to the stage where we possibly need a bit of a clear out. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen in January um, and hopefully that's going to happen under a manager who plans on sticking around for more than a few months. Uh, anyway, look, let's end this section here. Next up, we're going to be joined by Jerry Gibson from the Toffee Blues podcast. There are 99 reasons to hate Brighton. Homophobia doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. Right, we're now joined by Jerry, uh, Jerry Gibson from the Toffee Blues podcast. I've got that right, haven't I, sir? You are, you are on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it. Um, right, I'm going to start off with uh, just basically what, what's gone wrong, mate? What's, what's happened? You were supposed to be challenging for the top four and um, you find yourself just one. I mean, if you would have said to me we'd only be a few points behind Everton at this stage of the season, I'd have been very happy, but <laughs> I didn't realise that we'd be 20th and 19th respectively. Uh uh, that's that's this is the question all right that's the the question of the past the past few months uh Koeman, i think Kuman got some of the signings he wanted all right um i think he he wanted Giroud really bad and i think he wanted a left-sided center back that could also double as a backup for baines um he, he got none of those um he came out in the press and basically lamented this and kind of called out the board um, some people thought he was calling out Steve Walsh, but I think he was calling out the board. Uh, and, and I get the vibe that, you know, when he brought in Sigurdsson, he wanted to have a big target man to actually finish some of those crosses and some of those, uh, some of those free kicks. Um, we don't have that. We don't have that big target man that can, that can hold up play that you can, that you can play off of or any of that. Uh, and to be honest with you, we didn't really, we have one experienced goal scorer in Rooney. And our other uh, goal scorer lately has been Nias, and I believe you're familiar with him uh, <laughs> because you were super. We were close very nearly him. familiar with him. Yeah, yeah. he, uh, he and, was in our offices. He was he was about to sign, but um, it all went wrong last minute. So he was very close. So you wouldn't have even had a striker. <laughs> that's right. Well, and Kuman didn't even consider him an option. Uh, Kuman didn't give him a locker, didn't put him on the uh, the roster for Europa League. Uh, that worked out well, right? So, so yeah, it was it was it's a little bit it's a little bit frustrating when you look at our lack of options up front. We just weren't very dynamic up front at all. Um, and additionally, we've seen a lot of sloppy play from the back. Uh, Pickford's looked great. The kid's awesome. Um, but, uh, but you know our. It's inconsistent. Ashley Williams has been less consistent than he has been in the past. Jagielka will have a stellar game, and then the next game it looks like he's, you know, getting muscled off the ball a time or two. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I feel like they have not added the right players. I mean, look at how many number tens we have. You you have ten number tens, I believe, on my last it's, count. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, uh, poor old Davy Clausen. I don't know when he's going to play. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll, we'll have him. Um, just send, <laughs> send him down in January. He'll do for us. So um, in terms of a replacement for Koeman, um I see Allardyce has written himself off today saying that you took too long to make a decision. Um, I, I love his arrogance. But um, yeah. who, who would be your ideal replacement? Um, uh, okay, I, I got to mix ideal and realistic. 
because I can't be the guy that comes on to someone else's podcast and says, Simeone's my guy. I just can't do that because that's not going to happen anytime soon. You know, I'm not, I, it's a little bit delusional. I believe in aiming high, but that's, you know, yeah. uh, I, I am actually kind of fine with the Silva, the possibility of getting Marco Silva. The, the idea of that is I kind of like it. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of people think he's more of a flavor of the month. He hasn't uh, done it consistently in the premier league. I just, the, the the style that I've seen him integrate into Watford, and I actually thought he did some good work at Hull, despite the fact I mean, he didn't get the job done. He yeah. didn't. They got relegated. I still think there's. I think he's a good, a solid manager. That's who I'm hoping for. I just I've been pretty skeptical about him coming. Um, so do I think Unsworth is possibly in the works? I don't. I don't think uh, Moshiri wants him, but I think it could happen. So Silva, Silva's the guy I would like, but I think Watford fans would really get angry. Yes, but you need it kind of done sooner or later because oh, you know the, the season go, the season disappears quickly, and you know if, do you think realistically there's any chance that come May you're still going to be battling down the wrong end of the table? I think if it's if it's Unsworth, I think we'll be bottom half. Um, I, I as far as being a relegation zone. I don't know. I think what Unsworth is doing right now is he's trying to build a solid squad defensively. I think that's why you're not seeing Nikola Vlasic play very much. Um, because when you've seen him play, he looks very good going forward. He's very difficult to bump off the ball. But the only time you see him kind of looking weak is on defense, is when he's needing to get back. He gets caught sleeping. Burnley's goal. Uh, he just got caught ball watching, got ducked behind him. It's happened a few times with him. So I think Unsworth is bringing players in the squad that he knows are familiar with the English game, but also are going to be putting everything into defensive play. So do I think we're going to be at the bottom of the table? If Unsworth's our manager, I think we'll be, uh, I'm going to say 15th. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, considering the start you've had, you know, consolidation, it's not, it's not such a bad thing, you know, just get the the bad season out of the way and just make sure you're still a Premier League club at the end of it. Um, It happens, you know, and, I'm old enough to remember Everton in relegation battles and surviving last day of the season and so on. So <laughs> it, it, it'll be it'll, it'll be a bit nostalgic for you this year. So, <laughs> in, uh, where looking specifically towards this weekend, if if Palace are looking to hurt Everton, where where's the best place to do it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with that. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not really. Uh, we just don't have much pace in the back. You know, uh, we, we, the way we make up for a lack of pace in the back four is our two kind of uh, defensive mids, Bonnie Gimi and Gay. Uh, they're, they're our pace in the back. They're basically having to cover those guys. Um, so I think really it starts with uh, Zaha and Townsend on the edges. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, if, if Zaha's playing on the right, he's going against Baines. Baines is a solid defender but he doesn't have the pace he used to have um so i i don't know i think i think it's going to be uh along the uh, honestly on the edges i could see that coming uh but i can't really speak to our uh, our center backs having much pace either um jordan pickford tends to come out he gets a little nervous about our defense so you'll see him make some ill-advised decisions to kind of come out too quickly uh, that could end up happening on a break, and Zaha just literally goes right around him. Uh, 
Yeah, I would say I would say on the edges just because of your pace, because I think that's that's where you've got most of your pace. Mm, good stuff. It's where we're strong, so yeah. <laughs> hopefully, it'll work in our favour on this coming weekend. Um, let's. We always get a little prediction at the end. So, uh, what, what do you think the score is going to be? I spoiler alert to everyone. I know the answer to this because I've um, I've already been on Jerry's podcast earlier today. So uh, we'll send out the links for that when it's up. Um, so furnish our listeners with your prediction. Uh, to to be honest with you, I don't think. Everton can shut you out. I don't think we'll get a clean sheet. Uh, I, I just don't see it happening, period. So, uh, But additionally, I do think we have a little bit of momentum after somehow figuring out a way to, to beat Watford in that second half, which is just ridiculously much stronger than the first half. And we got fortunate. you know. So a little bit of good fortune goes a long way for confidence, and that's where we're really lacking. So saying that, I think... I'll be actually pretty psyched if we come away with a 1-1 draw. Well, I think both teams are going to see it as a, a winnable one and often those end in draws. So I tend to agree with you there. And um, one final question. Uh, why are you an Everton fan, Jerry, living all, all the way out there in um, Salem, I believe? Uh, yeah, Winston-Salem. I'm in uh, North Carolina. Uh, it's actually actually kind of a weird story. Uh they don't have. They didn't play a lot of Premier League games um, as as early as like five or six years ago uh, on television. Here, the only games you were going to be able to see were Man United, Chelsea, the occasional Man City game, uh, Arsenal, Liverpool. And that was about it. Uh, so I happened to catch uh, when Moyes was still manager. Moyes, hold on, I remembered that you're actually supposed to pronounce it Moyes now. Uh, seriously, they called it. They called been calling him Moyes in America like forever. It's ridiculous. You should hear how the West Ham fans are pronouncing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a few more syllables, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, you know, watching honestly, watching Tim Cahill play, big part of it. Big part of it. Um, just watching a guy. Uh, win headers and he's he's a diminutive fellow he's not a tall guy and he's winning he's scoring so many headers just on sheer willpower and grit um watching games there and uh feeling the energy you can feel it through the television that that place is like a bear pit uh yeah and and to be honest with you i actually took my time picking a premier league club because i played I, i played and i coached i played for a long time um and so i just really wanted to be following the premier league and so picking Everton after watching them a few games, I watched them with a huge comment back against Spurs near the end of the season. I think Yelovich got a really key goal near the end. And as soon as I finished it, I said, well, that's easy. I've got to, I've got to go with this. You know, uh, it just, it's it just one of those things that just sort of felt right. And uh, it's become kind of an obsessive thing for me since then. <laughs> it's very interesting to hear the stories, how, you know, our little league from England, because at the end of the day, we are a very small country, you know, infects the rest of the world with um, such enthusiasm that you'll, you know, you'll head up a Everton podcast and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. But Jerry, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been fantastic listening to you and um, we'll be in contact later in the season for when we uh, inevitably played a return leg and I don't know whether it will still be a relegation battle by then or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, vice versa. It's been, been a, what a wonderful thing talking to you guys. You're very kind uh, <laughs> having me on Holmesdale Radio. This has been this has been fun. No worries. Fantastic to have you, pal, and we'll speak soon. All right, definitely. Take care, guys. See, See you, Jerry. Jerry.
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast Crowdfunded by Palace Fans For Palace Fans So that was Jerry there from Toffee Blues Um, You know, a couple of weeks ago we had Newcastle fan on with a very, very Geordie accent and I talked about um, (laughs) it being nice to have an authentic accent on the show Uh, and when I've gone the complete opposite way this time and had an American Everton fan on but um, I appeared on his podcast as I said and uh, um, very, very knowledgeable. Knows he's certainly knows he's Everton, and uh, so I thought it'd be good to have him on. Um, Nick Philpotts, yes, sir. Your, your player predictions this week. I, I watched that earlier. Um, where, where can you watch? Homesdale Radio on Facebook. Yes, yeah. where uh, still Nick, all over where, the place. Nick and his garden. Where um, I hope you're still going to be in your garden when it's raining and snowing and stuff in a couple it of months. That, mate, it was raining today. Did you not see my sad bush? <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I think it's been a long time since you've seen a happy bush, mate. <laughs> um, but you call, you called this fixture a winnable one. Um, yeah. Is it winnable? Is Everton really that much of a mess? Um, I think there's two sides to this. If you think about Newcastle's third choice goalkeeper, uh, Joe Hart the week before last, is it time for Jordan Pickford to be man of the match again? Probably against us. And the assay, he'll probably bang in a couple of goals. But that aside, I really think that this, you know, we've got to pick up points against the teams around us starting from this week. And we've got a whole run of winnable games, in my opinion, coming up. Yeah, we certainly, the next eight games or so are going to make or break our season, that's for sure. Um, Albert, you don't like the term winnable, but um, do, you, do you think we can turn Everton over this weekend? I think we can. I think if we, if we, Start start a game like the second half against West Ham, rather than wait until it's all gone belly up. Mm-hmm. You know we can you know we can really turn over an Everton team that are sort of out of sorts. I know they got a good result against Watford, but I don't think Unsworth is going to be the most inspiring of leaders um, in that team. And we you know we we need to take full advantage of that. And we need Zaha firing, Townsend firing again, exactly as it was second half against West Ham. Need a, a good, good home crowd, and um, it'd be nice if Wayne Hennessy puts in a, a decent performance um, instead <laughs> of having risks like Panama Paper. I think Wayne Hennessy will be putting in a great performance on the bench. On the bench, yeah. <laughs> um, 
one thing that's certainly going to play into our favour is hopefully the return of Christian Benteke. Um, all the social medias from Crystal Palace this week have shown him in full training. Um, it's going to be a big help having him back, right, Nick? Oh, of course it is. I mean, yeah, we need a target man. I mean, what we also need from him is he now owes us a performance. I mean, there has been labels of him, and not from me, I hasten to add, lazy, he needs to put in a shift. He needs to be on his mustard, on his game, right from the off. Uh, Will from Townsend need to be putting the balls in and hopefully um, with their slightly suspect back four, uh, he can pop in a couple of goals. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be huge for us having him back. Uh, Albert, do you, do you move away from the 4-4-2 we've been playing with in the absence of Benteke or do you move back to our more sort of traditional 4-5-1-4-3-3? Yeah, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm not sure if this upsets the balance of the team, but I'd quite like to see 4-4-2 kept, but with Zaha playing as the second striker off Benteke, but, you know, almost in a bit of a free role. So he can go out wide if he wants and cause chaos out there or try and feed off the scraps that Benteke maybe creates bully in the centre-halves. But um, who who then plays out wide in place of Zaha, I'm not too sure because I certainly want, want to see Sacco out there. Um, you know, it's it's a tough one. Maybe maybe Schlupp, Schlupp stays out there. Yeah, well, I think it, if that was to be the case, if we continue with a four-four-two, then I think you'd have Townsend slipping back into right midfield, and Schlupp would keep his place. I think I think he's done all right, Schlupp, in the last few weeks. Just more sort of just making a nuisance nuisance of himself, really getting in and amongst midfielders, playing playing a decent defensive role as a as a winger, and then um, you know with Loftus Cheek being injured, you don't have to worry about him in the midfield, so you can. You can play Schlutt, Townsend, Kabai and Luca in there and not really upset the balance too much. And it would be interesting because I've, I've always thought that Will could, there's a, you know, if he can figure out a way to sort of play in behind the striker, he could cause absolute havoc. And um, when you've got Ben Teke to win the ball off of all the time, um, you know, he's definitely going to be able to get him on the ball a lot. So I'm not against that. Nick, you, you up for Zaha playing as a second striker? Well, don't forget, we've also got to get uh, the ball into the box, as I said earlier. So, I mean, that's what Wilf is good at. OK, he's you know, coming in off one wing and Townsend off the other wing. That's what we're known for. That's where we get the pace from. Um, no, I've got no objections to him coming off the, off the back of um, Benteke, but it's he, he's got a different, difficult choice to make. And uh, I have to see what he goes with. Yeah, so but if he goes with four three three, which is what you said in your predictions as well, your player predictions, you've um you've said that you'd stick Schlupp in the middle with Kabai and Luca. Do you not do you not slot MacArthur in there, or do you think Schlupp's done enough even to sort of play? I guess he'd play in that role as a sort of a narrow left midfield role. Um, I, the only reason I went with Schlupp over MacArthur, and I noticed on the uh, some of the notice boards tonight, been people have been answering my uh, predictions thing. Is that he seems to ha- he seems to favour Schlupp. Uh, over MacArthur, and also he's uh, MacArthur. Uh, Schlupp has been helping Ward out uh, at left back, so so he's been dropping back into there a little bit. So I think it's it's not about what I want. It's that was just a prediction. It's more importantly, it's what the manager wants, and I think he'll probably stick with Schlupp. So if if it was your choice, who would you put there? <sighs> Great shout. Um, I'll probably go with MacArthur if I'm honest with you. But again, he's not going to be match fit. He's only was he only made two appearances this season, three appearances. So it's it's a difficult one. I ended up going with Schlupp on my prediction, but my personal choice because of his history would be going MacArthur. Yeah, hopefully when um, 
in the time he's been playing, he hasn't been laying into the deep fried Mars bars um, like he did last time when he got injured. Because um, yeah, he found a pound or two, didn't he? Yeah, and obviously he's been linked to, with moves away a lot this um, in the last few days. Uh, and I think it's only a matter of time before he goes and plays for Rangers, who are the team he supported as a boy. And you know, obviously he sees himself ending his career there. So whether that happens in January or at the end of the summer. I, I think I think it will be um, sooner rather than later that we see him go up there. Um, right, I think that's enough talking about Everton. Let's go off to a short jingle, and then after that, it's predictions time, which is time for me to gloat. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast, crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Yes, I got my second one right last. Well, before the international break. Um, the only one to get it right, predicting a 1-0 win for Spurs. Um, I'm obviously, you know, split there because I don't want us to lose, <laughs> honest. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I kicked myself. I really kicked myself because I thought it was going to be Sun as well. He always plays well against us and, you know, you knew they were going to rest players and he likes to score against us and have good performances. So why I didn't put 1-0 on Sun on, I'll never know. But um, I'm now joint top of the prediction league with Jack Watson uh, on eight points. Uh, Nick, you're on you're you're on a whole half of that four points. What's Listen, going on? You you were the golden child last year. Uh, just one win and a draw off the top spot. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, <laughs> t- take your moment of glory because that's all it will be. <laughs> uh, we all know with you, it's all over in a second. Oh, easy. Um, right, we've got some listener predictions in. Um, Ken Paul 88, 2 1, come on you, Palace. Uh, <laughs> Sam Heskiff, we'll lose 2 0, pick up another long term injury. I'll be late to my mate Claire's for dinner. Her food will be ruined. I'll wake the baby up just finally when it went to sleep, and the weekend will be ruined. Cheers, Palace. Oh, he's, he's a miserable one, he is. <laughs> Uh, William Backshaw 3-1 Palace uh, with Kabaya and Zaha to get two Nick's gone 2-1 Palace Dave's gone 2-2 and another 2-1 Palace in there from uh, someone calling himself Star-Lord and with Townsend and Tompkins to score that's very retro Um, Albert you're sitting on three prediction points this year Um, I'm not sure you've really been predicting that many yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's just you get, you know, default two points for having us to lose at United and City. Um, but yeah, three, you know, as as Nick said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You've still got a chance. <laughs> but um, I have got the prediction spreadsheet open here, and Chris. Hamblin has gone for a 2-1 Palace win along with pretty much the whole of Twitter. Lucy's gone 1-0. Uh, Nick Gillard's gone 3-1. Tim's gone 3-2. Producer Billiam, 3-1 Palace. And Mikey has gone for a 2-2. So, um, Albert, add to your three points. Get it right. You can do it. I believe in you. I'm going to say 1-0 Palace. 1-0 Palace. And who, who's scoring the one? Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm just going to lump all my eggs in Christian Benteke's basket. I'm sure he has a very lovely basket. Uh, <laughs> and Nick, uh, is this is this where you start to you know have a little burst of a sprint in this marathon? 
Okay, I've got to set myself aside from you and my prediction. Did you do Billions, by the way? Billions 3-1, yep. okay. Well, he's not a million miles off, but it's actually going to be 3-0 Palace, two of which will come from Townsend, and one of them will come from a Kabai free kick. Well, I think I have it on good authority that it's not going to be 3-0, and that's just my brain telling me so. <laughs> um, I'm going to go 1-1. Uh, both teams, I think, will go into it, seeing it, win- seeing it as a winnable game, and, um, you know... I can only I can only see a draw really. I don't I don't think it'll be an awful result. It doesn't give you know Everton a chance to get away from us. But I think it's the games, you know, Ever Everton are being considered to be a really bad team. But you know they've got momentum with the win over Watford and Unsworth will have had a couple of weeks with them to try and sort some stuff out. We know we've been there when you don't have a manager. Um, thinking to the promotion season when Friedman left and you had that gap there where you know we just carried on winning games because the players all had that camaraderie and sort of rallied around each other and went for it. So I think there'll be something up there. So I don't think getting a point against Everton this weekend would be bad going in the slightest. Um, I'm extending my words here while I open up the poll on Twitter. <laughs> uh, your options this week were winter is coming, sticky toffees or ashes start soon. So 56% said winter is coming suggesting that Palace will pick up the three points with uh, even 22% on draw and loss. So, hopefully, hopefully we will be, the listeners will be right and we will pick up the three points this weekend. Um, Right, we're going to go off. No Hambo this week because he's lazy. And then after a short jingle, we'll be back with the outro. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Right. So um, thanks to Mr. Billiam producing there in the background and um, for Jerry Gibson for joining us. Uh, Nick, do you want to talk about Advent podcast calendar things? Yeah, in case you didn't know, listener, pin your ears back because we have something special for you right the way through from the beginning of December right the way through to Christmas Eve. A different podcast, a short interview with different players, past and present, uh, people connected with the club, starting on the 1st of December, going all the way up to Christmas Eve. And I'm not going to tell you a single name of any of them, but I know them all. Yes, um, I've I've already done one of them, and it was it was brilliant. Um, me asking a former professional footballer um, about his uh, bum cheek and if he has a tattoo on it. <laughs> so that's the sort of level of um, <laughs> interview you're gonna you're gonna get when it comes around. Do um, tune in. Do tune in, <laughs> indeed. And um, Albert, are, are we going to get you for four weeks running? Is is this going to happen, mate? Let's go for it. I think it will be you because I'm going on honeymoon next Tuesday. So That's I it. think the king is dead. Yes. yes. It's so you, Albert and Nick show. The Albert and Nick show. Um, got a ring to it, Albert. That sounds like something that um, U Tree goes after from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I'm going to leave it there. So um, thanks for listening, guys. I will be gone for a couple of weeks, as I say. I. Th- think i'm back in around three weeks time so um hopefully with a suntan not too much sunburn being the ginger that i am from the lovely place that is mexico still still married hopefully still married yeah (laughs) well um enjoy your honeymoon mate she's in it for the long haul now she signed up (laughs) 
Anyway, until the next time, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.